CBS Sports Radio presents Eye on Fantasy Football. And Rodgers takes a quick snap, penalty marker down, free down for Rodgers. He lost right side of the end zone into a crowd. It's caught, Jimmy Graham, touchdown! Freeze, drops back, throws, end zone, touchdown! Mike Thomas! Prescott under center, handoff, Elliott, big hole up the middle, to the 15, made a man miss, to the 10, to the 5, walk the down, touchdown, Elliott! Here are your hosts, Adam Azer and Jamie Eisenberg. And we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. All right, who is ready for some fantasy football? It is 10 p.m. Eastern here in New York. Which team will Antonio Brown be on when our show ends? I cannot wait to find out. Welcome to Ion Fantasy Football. We're going to answer your Patriots questions, your start or sit questions, your trade questions, and much more. I'm Adam Azer. Welcome, everybody, live for the next two hours. We are here on CBS Sports Radio taking your calls and getting your lineup set. And I am afraid of the New England Patriots. Jamie Heisenberg, welcome to the show. Are you afraid of the Patriots, the big bad Patriots? Of, afraid of what? They're just terrifying. Like, they're going to kill everyone. I mean, you should know of all things. They, they went undefeated one season. Did they come away with the Super Bowl? Not that year, no, no. Okay, so yeah. they may go undefeated again, and they may not win a championship. <laughs> Anything could happen, buddy. Anything could happen with Antonio Brown. That should be, you know, on the back of his jersey, I guess. So, yeah, he, he agrees to a one-year deal worth up to $15 million, $10 million guaranteed. What do you nine think? Million, nine million guaranteed. Well, I, I saw nine, but I, I think there's another bonus. Nine million, ten. All right, ten million. I'm getting the approval from our producer, Ryan. Ten million, Jamie. So now you've got to make up for it with some excellent analysis on this situation. Uh, let's do this. Let's take every relevant member of the Patriots and when you would draft them if you were drafting again today. Let's go with Antonio Brown. I think the fourth round would be the earliest I would take him. Really? Okay, so we, you know, we have our podcast, Fantasy Football Today. We did a little bonus show. Dave Richard and I did it. Dave said right up there with Mike Evans. Eight, no way! No I, way! I pushed back, but but I said no more like way. I said more like mid third round. You're no even lower way. than that. Yeah, I mean, where's the target share going to come from here? It's not like he's all of a sudden walking in and being the number one leader in targets for this team, that's still going to be Julian Edelman. I mean, he's going to be in the same mix as Josh Gordon. He's you better than so, Gordon. Huh? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. First off, he's coming in late. He still has to learn the offense. He has to learn the rapport with, with Tom Brady. They're going to feed him the ball, but they're not going to feed him the ball to the same level he was going to get in Oakland. So the targets are going to come down. I mean, I, I think seven, eight targets a week at best. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, like, okay, even if there's less volume in, in than there would be in Oakland, it's better volume, obviously. Of course. So I, I thought it was an upgrade from Oakland. You don't. I, it's the same to me. It may be a slight downgrade. I see. I'm. There's I'm in so the camp, many mouths to I'm feed in, in this offense. I'm in the camp that Josh Gordon is the one that really hurts, and that he, oh, he loses tremendously uh, without a doubt. Touchdown rate goes down. I still kind of feel like you'll get 95 catches and a, and a no 10 to way. 100. No, 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 no for Edelman. Oh, for Edelman, yes. Yeah, you know, I take a, the under on the catches. I take the under on catches, but yeah, you, you know, you get Edelman numbers, but he was on pace for eight touchdowns last year. He had six and 12 games. I think it's. I I feel like it's more like six and 16 games if he plays 16. Yeah, if you can sell high on Antonio Brown now, please do. <laughs> because we don't know what's next. Okay, so so who would you try to get? I mean, if you're talking about Mike Evans, go do that in a no, heartbeat. I, I don't think so. I think it's. I, I said I'd rather have Adam Thielen, but I'd rather have like I'd rather have Brown than Diggs. You wouldn't. I'd rather have Diggs. All right. I'm I'm very interested to hear what people have to say. 
855-212-4227. Yeah, look, I, I mean. Mike Evans. Hey, man, I just talked to somebody before the show that said he's going to have 1,512. Uh, good. Uh, sell that person to Brooklyn Bridge, too. I'll try. He's he's in the room right next to me. So well, I'll good. <laughs> maybe maybe he's got the cash. <laughs> um, all right. So where would you take Edelman if you were drafting today? Uh, PPR probably now the third round where he was a or, or late third round. He was an early third round pick. Uh, I take him ahead of Antonio Brown. Oh wow, hot take. I like it. Okay, how about Josh Gordon? Josh Gordon now probably goes to the sixth or seventh round. Behind who? Like, who are some guys that you would move ahead of him now? Oh, uh, Tyler Boyd's ahead of him. The two Panthers guys, D.D. Westbrook's ahead of him. Um, I'm trying to think Robbie of the guys Anderson? in that range. Robbie Anderson's ahead of him in that in that same group. Yeah, Dave put him in the Will Fuller range. <laughs> no, he's better than that. Well, I like, like the start of the Will Fuller range, which it sounds like because after D.D. Westbrook and Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel and all them, that's kind of where Will Fuller is, right? I guess. Okay, how about uh, James White? I don't think he loses at all. How about Sony Michelle? I think he benefits. Oh. And Tom Brady. I mean, he's a top ten quarterback now. Is that it? Top is he he's not okay, so he's not Baker Mayfield, he's not Matt Ryan. It, Cam Newton, Jared Goff, Tom Brady. Uh right there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and he's not playing week one, by the way, Antonio Brown. So I, I think that Jamie is gonna be a little lower on Antonio Brown than the general public, and I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Well, because it. people still gravitate toward name. They gravitate toward, you know, the, the Patriots. There's so many mouths in this offense. I, I mean, look. But he's the best one, isn't they, he? Maybe. But he lost a step last year. His yards per catch tell us that. Um, I think you look at a couple things. They hit a home run once upon a time with Randy Moss, right? Yes. And they struck out miserably with Chad Ochocinco. They, they won with Corey Dillon. Uh, I'm just talking about receivers. Okay. So... He's closer to Randy Moss, obviously, than he is to Chad Ochocinco uh, in terms of career, in terms of at the time getting them. Mm -hmm. But it's not all of a sudden like he's just going to produce like Randy Moss. This is still a 42-year-old quarterback that has some, I don't want to say arm issues getting the ball down the field, but he's not going to all of a sudden turn into Patrick Mahomes just because he has Antonio Brown on the field with him. So I don't see this as a all of a sudden he's back to 100, 1,500, and, and 10. I, I don't see that at all. So And, and Mike Evans can do that. I said 1,208. You, take the, you, you don't like it. I'm way under. Okay. 855-212-4227. <laughs> be a fun show. Let's hear from the people. I don't know if we have any Antonio Brown questions. You know, that's the good thing about fantasy is, like, we can focus on other things, right? Trey in New York is on the line with a flex question. Trey. What's going on, man? Hello. My lineup uh, is now a little messed up, so I need some help tonight. Well, the new one. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Uh, how you doing? Um, I already got Alvin Kamara, so I need a flex and a wide receiver, which is Tyrell Williams, James White, Latavius Murray, Jameson Crowder, or Jalen Rashad. Uh, first thought, what's up, Trey? Um, I think uh, Tyrell is easily the receiver. Um the flex is a little bit more challenging between Latavius and James White. I'd lean toward Latavius just because, uh, as Adam will tell you, the Saints in their building prime time, they put up numbers. And I think that Latavius will have his chance to be in the Mark Ingram touch range from a year ago, about 13 total touches. And so if he gets that number against this defense, I think he'll be successful. Oh, so did you – I'm sorry, you answered the question flex and Tyrell at the receiver. Tyrell and Latavius. Latavius the flex. Okay, thank you. Uh, by the way, 
where would you draft Tyrell Williams? I would draft Tyrell Williams now behind that Will Fuller group, but very close to it. You know, so mm. a, a high-end number three receiver. Yeah, still one of the most under-owned players, I think. 73% owned. That's high, but it's not high enough. It's not high enough. Uh, a little bit more on the Raiders situation in a bit. David in New Orleans at 855-212-4227. What's up, David? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? I'm at my favorite sports bar watching my Tigers uh, LSU go out of Texas right now. Pretty good game going there. Uh, look, real quick, uh, quick two-part question, real quick. Uh, I had Diggs. Uh, I'm in a ten point. I'm in a ten team one point PPR league. I have Diggs. In case he doesn't play tomorrow, should I go with Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders, or should I go with um, DJ DJ Moore? My second question is: uh, In my flex, same league, should I go with uh, James White or Matt Breida? Thank you. I like DJ Moore a little bit. Slightly better than Emmanuel Sanders, although it's very, very close. Um, uh, the second one was who? Uh, James White or Matt Breida? Yeah. I, I, James White, Matt Breida, yes. That's a tough call. I think I lean toward Breida. I just I, I want as much of that uh, 49ers Bucks game as I could possibly get. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad idea. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Let's go to Mitchell in Indianapolis. He's got a question regarding the 49ers Bucks game. What's up, Mitchell? Hey, how you doing? Uh, you were so gracious enough to actually answer my email, but with the Antonio Brown news, uh, 0.3 PPR, filling a wide receiver and a flex, three wide receiver, three flex. So I got pick two, Tyrell Williams, Curtis Samuel, and um, Dante Pettis. Yeah, I, I can't trust Dante Pettis yet. I, I hope he comes out and plays well. I'm, I'm really, you know, would love to see a strong performance from him after as miserable as he was in the preseason. Um, but I got to go with the other two. I mean, Curtis Samuel, I think, is going to do what I was hoping he's going to do in the preseason, you know, come out and play well. And I, I think with Tyrell Williams now, it's easy to go with him. Yeah, but what do you think about Williams this week, though? I mean, obviously he's not going to face Denver every week, which is a good thing. But, like, I'm saying pick him up, but are you saying start him? Well, if the choice is Pettis or Williams, who, you know, you can make a case, obviously, that both are the number one receivers in their respective offenses. I just think that right now, until I see Dante Pettis get the targets that I think he needs and the opportunity that I think he's going to get, but who knows if he will, you know, Marquise Goodwin could be their number one guy. Remember, Pettis is still a little bit banged up. He's expected to play, but he's not 100%. Um, if you look at what Tyrell Williams did, completely different situation. But he played 15 games without Keenan Allen for the Chargers in 2016. In 12 of those 15 games, he got at least six targets. In 10 of those 15 games, he got at least 12 PPR points. So when his targets were up, his production was there. And so I can't see a scenario where he doesn't get at least six targets in this game against Denver. Now, ironically enough, he's played Denver six times in his career. He's combined for, I think, 24 fantasy point, PPR points in those six games. He's been miserable against Denver. But he's only had the, the, the two opportunities where he was, you know, the, the featured guy, and I think he'll be the featured guy. Yeah, 2016, number 13 wide receiver in non-PPR, number 18 wide receiver in PPR. Let's get another call in here before our break. Phone calls all night, everybody. We're live till midnight Eastern, so plenty of time. 855-212-4CBS-4227. Uh, Don in Florida. What's going on, Don? You're on Eye on Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just got a quick one here for you. Uh, half PPR. I need to start three and bench one. Uh, I got Derrick Henry, Kenny Galladay, Cooper Cup, and DJ Moore. 
Thank you. I probably mentioned Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, no Taylor Lewan, uh tough matchup against against Cleveland. Game script's not going to be in his favor. So you need a touchdown, and, and he could obviously do that. But I, I just think the other guys you have are better. Uh, so Jack Conklin is going to play, right? Sounds like it, yes. Yeah, all right. So that's their other very good tackle. So at least they won't be down two tackles. We've got a lot more show to come here on CBS Sports Radio. Just getting started on Ion Fantasy Football. If you have a question, you call us up, 855-212-4227. Let's get ready to win week one. We'll be right back. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio's Eye on Fantasy Football. Yes, it feels like we are living in a parallel universe. And yes, that is the name of this song for my favorite band. All right, beautiful. Welcome back to the show, Eye on Fantasy Football, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. 855-212-4227 is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. I am Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg. We are live until midnight Eastern, and we're answering a bunch of your questions. Let's do some start or sit. Jamie, here we go. I'll give you two quarterbacks, two running backs, and four wide receivers. Phillip Rivers against the Colts. Start. I like to set up for him at home. I like to set up against the Colts. Uh, his numbers in his season debut, his numbers in his home debut, make all the jokes you want about their home field advantage, but he typically plays well in this spot. Kyler Murray against Detroit. I'd sit. I'm cautiously optimistic, but uh, the fact that Marcus Gilbert is now out on their offensive line and that you're facing that defensive front, I think it's going to be a tough day for Kyler Murray. That said, we saw this uh, Detroit defense place a rookie quarterback um, in their building last year with Sam Darnold. He threw a pick six on his first attempt, and then he beat up that Lions defense last year. But I think this is a better Lions defense. Uh, yeah, they had a really bad pass defense last year. How about Tevin Coleman at Tampa Bay? Uh, start. I, I think he's still going to get 60% of the touches, snaps, whatever you want to, you know, whatever number you want to use in terms of, you know, determining who, who's better between him and Matt Breida. But I think in this matchup against Tampa Bay, you want to trust him. Remember, the, right now we we got to find out who's playing for Tampa Bay. Uh, they have apparently an illness going through their locker yeah. room, and now Devin White is, is is apparently got the bug. So um, if they're down him, if they're down Mike Evans, maybe in this case, if Mike Evans gets sick, then he could uh, you know be worse than Antonio Brown. But um, not this week. You know, uh, well, <laughs> equal about the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, but I, I think um, uh, as long as the Bucks are are uh, are healthy, even I, I still would take Tevin Cole. Uh, Miles Sanders against the Redskins. Sit, but I think this could be a situation where he ends up with decent production, but you just can't trust it. I, I think this is one of those, you look at how game flow should go, you know, where they're probably playing with the lead and they give him an opportunity to you know, get some work, you know, throughout the game, but maybe even late in the game. Um, he's their best running back. I, I would not be surprised if he has, you know, probably 60% of the touches as well with the other 40 split up between Jordan Howard and, and just hopefully just Jordan Howard and, um, and Darren Sproles, but I, I think this is a uh, flex at best. Calvin Ridley at Atlanta. Or at Minnesota. Uh, I would say sit if you can, but it's difficult to sit a guy that you drafted probably in the first four or five rounds, um, You know, especially given the receiver landscape right now if you're the Antonio Brown owner. But um, it's not an easy matchup. You know, Minnesota's defense is going to be great, and I think it's going to be a tough game for him. All right, how about T.Y. Hilton? You know, I just put T.Y. Hilton in as a flex over Miles Sanders in a non-PPR league, but I don't really like either of them. But what do you think, T.Y. Hilton? I'd say sit as well. You know, I, I do think that, again, I'll, I'll go back to what I've said, you know, since Andrew Luck retired, that this is not going to be the same Colts offense that we saw in 2017. The offensive line is better. The coaching is better. T.Y. Hilton's healthy after battling through an ankle injury last year. And, you know, Jacoby Brissett should be dramatically better as a quarterback. So 
Um, there'll be some good moments for him, but this is just one of those weeks where I, I, I don't love him. I think he's just the third receiver. Would you start either of these last two guys, Marvin Jones at Arizona or Sammy Watkins at Jacksonville? Marvin Jones, yes. Sammy Watkins, no. Um, you know, if the report is accurate that Jalen Ramsey is going to shadow Tyree Kill, I think A.J. Bouye on uh, on Sammy Watkins is going to be a fun matchup, but also one that I think Jacksonville can win. So I, I don't know if I want to trust Sammy Watkins in this in this game against this defense. But Marvin Jones is facing a, a secondary that's down two guys. Patrick Peterson, as we know, suspended for four games. But Robert Alford is also out with a broken leg. And so, you know, the, they're two expected, you know, two members of their secondary that they were counting on, obviously Peterson being the number one guy. But um, I think this is an advantage for Detroit's passing game. All right, would you start Marvin Jones over Calvin Ridley? Um, probably not, but no. it's close. <laughs> All right, and by the way, Julio Jones got his contract, so he is good to go. Most guaranteed money for any non-quarterback, so congratulations to him. Jordan Reed is out with a concussion. There is a, a team, you know, a unit that is that is even, even more under-owned right now than Tyrell Williams. That's the Eagles DST, who I will be starting in at least six of my nine leagues this week. They are 68% owned in CBS Sports Leagues. And uh, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that they can win me some leagues. So go ahead and get the Eagles DST. Jacksonville left tackle Cam Robinson is doubtful. Mike Evans questionable, as Jamie mentioned, with the illness. Stephon Diggs is questionable. Hopefully both of them play. Marquise Brown is going to play at Miami. And I would say, like, if you've got somebody on your bench, you didn't really pay attention to your roster after after the draft. Like, I, like Nikhil Harry for me. I mean, just like there's somebody that's just useless. Marquise Brown's not the worst guy to take a shot on here. And I'm not saying you start him. I would say, and I... I don't think that's a bad call, but if you have to make a choice on a receiver, I would go get Hunter Renfro before I get Marquise Brown. I don't. No, I. I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna disagree. I because you still have Ryan Grant there, who, as Ben Gretsch pointed out on our show on our podcast, played ahead of Renfro with the first team in the preseason, and then JJ Nelson is not. He ain't nothing. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd rather gamble on Renfro right now. Okay. Well, both of them. Are worthy of. I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. But I, I, if I have the choice, I take Renfro. Don't start Mike Badgley for the Chargers. He's doubtful. Kiki QT is questionable. Good news for Josh Jacobs. Denver linebacker Todd Davis is out with a calf injury. And Maybe you heard though. Antonio Brown's not there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about them next segment. I want to get to some phone calls here. And final note: uh, the Giants are, according to Ralph Vacchiano of SNY, the Giants are going to start Eli Manning as long as the team is in the playoff race. So Daniel Jones is starting tomorrow. I come on. You took my joke, man. Oh, man. I was, in related news, Daniel Jones will start week one. Oh, Jamie. Well, good good job. Good joke. All right. Richard in Nebraska, 855-212-4227. Let's do it. Uh, one question per customer, please. Richard, what's up? Well, can I ask you a quick parenting question? Sure. First, how, how do I talk to my kids about throwing tantrums and not getting in their way after Antonio Brown going to the Patriots. <laughs> I can't take before, it. I can't take it. Before I ask my flex question, yeah. Uh, I don't know. My kid's too young for tantrums, but, you know, he's going to be watching me watch the Giants tomorrow, so he will quickly learn how to throw one. <laughs> That's good stuff, Adam. Hey, quick uh, quick flex question for you. Um, not, the, not the best scenario, but uh, Pollard, uh, Justin Jackson – or Ito Smith in a flex. It's a 17-team guillotine, um, no kickers, no defense, just uh, skill position players trying to not lose on week one. 
I mean, uh, I think Justin Jackson's a good spot. You know, it's a, a home favorite where they should be playing with the lead. You know, I, I think, again, the Colts defense will probably surprise some people, and the offensive line for the Chargers isn't the best. But I still think you lean toward touches here, and, and he's got an opportunity to really help some people until Melvin Gordon's out. So I like the setup for him. Yeah. Thanks for the question, Richard. People are too low on Justin Jackson. I'm getting a lot of, should I drop Justin Jackson for this guy? That No, don't drop Justin Jackson. Add Justin Jackson. He's going to yeah. get work, man. Totally. Ernest in Texas. Oh, yeah. Calls every week. I love him. Ernest, what's up, man? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Great, great uh, week of podcast. And, of course, the all this, you know, extra podcast that we get with little Antonio Brown Salgas. Yeah, I, I, you know, I hope you've been enjoying them. Antonio Brown and everybody else does not want us to have a relaxing Saturday, so whatever. But I, I hope it's been helpful stuff. I, I know. Like, what is the over-under on, on the next uh, special edition of CBS? <laughs> Tonight. Right, exactly. What's up? Okay, so uh, quick question, guys. Uh, just need a one flex spot, uh, full PPR. I got uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I got Will Fuller. And I got Tyler Boyd. Now, uh, I do have Watson as the quarterback on that team. So because of the, the B word that Adam put out this week, uh, maybe we should go with Fuller there or just stick with Boyd. Thanks. I mean, I, I like uh, really all three of the guys that you have, but it, it's hard to get away from Boyd, in my opinion, just given the targets that he should get, the game script where they're probably chasing points. And, you know, I, I, I think he's going to you know easily be the most targeted Bengals player until A.J. Green is out. So I would lean that way. I apologize for not getting any more calls this segment. That's something we'll have to remedy in our next segment, and we will. And again, we're live until midnight, 855-212-4227. In the studio right next to me is a Patriots fan, Darwin Zook. Give me your projection for Antonio Brown. Well, I'm getting a lot of flack right now from people because at first I said, you know, I don't want Antonio Brown in New England. Like most people, I think, did with their teams. Who wants this guy? But now that he's actually a Patriot... (laughs) I have reverse course slightly. It's exciting. And I think it's exciting. It's entertaining. And I think a one-year deal is a classic Patriots move. It's a no-brainer in that something goes wrong, you just cut bait, and that's kind of it. You're not tied into this guy for two, three, four years like the Raiders kind of were, although. Not they, anymore. Yeah, they did yeah. a good job with the contract that they could get out of it, which they did. So it's going to be fun in New England this year. And when you have Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, and Antonio Brown, if they're all on the field at once, I know it's a big if. I can't think of a more dynamic threesome to go out there on the field and perform than we've seen in many, many years. This is a fantasy show. This is not just an opportunity for you to just beat your chest and be a Patriots fan. So do, I said 1,208. Do you think that's realistic for Antonio Brown? No, I think that's too much. Okay. I think Josh Gordon is has developed a rapport with Brady. They played those eight games together last year or nine games. I think it was it nine. Was, nine yeah. games. So I think that Gordon in some ways is ahead of Brown. I mean, in terms of their skill set, it's very similar. They're so talented. They can go downfield and go over the middle. They're very similar receivers in a lot of ways. So I don't think from a fantasy perspective that Brown is just going to come in there and all of a sudden be a 12, 1400 receiver guy with a right. guy with Julian Edelman and Gordon there. It's too much. Well, thanks for making me look bad. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio's Eye on Fantasy Football. Grooving on this Saturday night here on Eye on Fantasy Football. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, did you know that the the Chargers allowed the most receiving yards per game to opposing running backs. And the Colts allowed the sixth most. So could be some good work there for Austin Eckler. Maybe Marlon Mack, maybe Naheem Hines. In their last 12 games, by the way, the Steelers. How about the Pittsburgh Steelers, their defense? In their last 12 games last year, they allowed more than 22 fantasy points to only one 
quarterback. 22 is kind of what I look for in a six-point-per-passing touchdown league. To be a top-12 guy, that's what I'm looking for. That, that makes me feel like I had a good week for my quarterback. They held, the Steelers held Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton, Tom Brady, Andrew Brees to less than 20 fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. They might have a pretty solid defense. And uh, that, that Steelers-Patriots game, you know, Jamie, it's one that on paper you look at it, oh, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm not so sure it will be. What do you think? Um, I think it'll be better than Bears Packers. I'll uh, go on on the limb there. Worse than uh, Vikings worse than, or than uh, Texans Saints. Worse than Texans Saints. Yeah, I think so. Probably a little worse than 49ers Bucks. Probably. But in that range. Yeah. I think it's still going to be among the highest scoring games of the week. All right, well, we're taking your calls at 855-212-4227. And in our final segment of each hour, we kind of go rapid fire. We get as many in as we can. Before we do that, we haven't gotten Jamie's reaction to the Raiders side of things. And and I just, you know, I was thinking about during the break, 1,208 projection for me for Antonio Brown, 1,200 yards. It, it, it's probably it's probably too high, especially since he's missing a game. I mean, look, He's missing there, a game, so here, come on. Here's the, here's the other side of this, that if Josh Gordon has another – Slip yeah, up. that's true. It's a good point. Then his value becomes exponentially higher. And we've already seen Edelman go down with the thumb injury. If that happens, you know, there, there's a couple scenarios here. Plus, they have to replace Gronk's numbers. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he he could do that. I, I don't think it's that far-fetched, but I would just take the under. Yeah, well, he's definitely not going to do it in, a, in 15 games. 16 games would have been a lock. Okay, give me your just quick analysis on the Raiders and what, what happens. Tyrell Williams becomes a, a guy that was a borderline number three receiver to, I think, a borderline number two receiver. So, um, you know, he's going to get, you know, fed targets uh, probably to the level that we saw in that 2016 campaign. And he benefits, in my opinion, in a big way. Uh, Darren Waller, Dave's favorite player of all time, Dave Richard. Um, you know, he has a chance now to be, a, I think, a weekly starter at tight end if – he sort of assumes the bulk of what Jared Cook's role was because now there's those targets available. And I think the the third guy who benefits, you know, you can make a case for Ryan Grant. You can make a case for J.J. Nelson. I just think it's going to be Hunter Renfro by the time the season moves on because I think they're going to find out that he is probably – he may be their best receiver in terms of catching the ball, but not their most explosive. And so I think that that will be a valuable weapon for Derek Carr. Josh Jacobs, I think, you know, loses slightly, but he's still going to be a guy that you could start week in, week out. Okay, let's go to the phones and hear from the people. One question, please. We'll give uh, kind of quick questions, quick answers. Let's do it. Chris in Chicago needs a flex. What's going on, Chris? Hey, flex uh, for a 10-team standard non-PPR. Uh, Derek Henry, Josh Gordon, or D.D. Westbrook. Thanks, guys. I would go with uh, D.D. Westbrook. Um, you know, I, I think he's going to have a great opportunity here in a matchup against the Chiefs where either A, he's the focal point of their passing game, well, I guess not a. He's the focal point in the passing game, but um, they could be chasing points, you know, and so I think that'll help him if that's the case. 855-212-4227. Another Jamie. Jamie in Fresno. What's up? Hi, guys. Um, you know, I'm in a full-point PPR league. Uh, Stefan Diggs got dropped um, out of the top waiver claim, so I was thinking about um, dropping uh, DJ Moore and putting in a claim for uh, Diggs. Just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Uh, what? What? Somebody dropped <laughs> Stefan. Yes, uh, do yeah. it. I mean, the only question is, do you have a worse player than DJ Moore? But yes, you absolutely get Stefan Diggs. Like, why can't anybody drop Stefan Diggs in my league? You know, I, I was surprised. We're we're in a, a league. Um, 
you know, we're with, uh, I don't want to say the league, but we're in a league together where somebody dropped Jarvis Landry. And I was very shocked at that. Oh, is that our non-PPR league? It is a non-PPR league, yes. Hmm. But still yeah, he shouldn't dropped. be dropped. Yeah, no. he shouldn't be dropped. No. All right, 855-212-4227. Steve in Delaware. Steve, you're on Ion Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. Yeah, I'm in a uh, keeper PPR league, and I got a trade offer. Uh, I have Alvin Kamara. He wants him, and I would get back Antonio Brown or D- and D.D. Westbrook. My team's pretty good. Um, I could also go and uh, give Kamara and Beasley, get back Duke Johnson, Antonio Brown, and D.D. Westbrook. What do you think? I hate it. <laughs> yeah, keep Kamara. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yes. You, if you're giving up Alvin Kamara, you got to get a first-round caliber player. And I don't think they're – I mean, you know, again, maybe you're going to overvalue Antonio Brown if that's how the, the – the thing works out with you know him being paired with Tom Brady, it could be. He won't be good. He won't be as good as Camara. No. <laughs> no matter what. No. 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 Yeah. No. Don't do it. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Craig is in Lansing, Michigan. Craig, you're on Ion Fantasy Football. Hey, what's up, fellas? Um, okay, so I have my question, but just disagree, disagree with me if you will on the way. I like Detroit defense over Jacksonville. I like to start Eifert this week because Reed's out. Um. And, but my question is, Larry Fitzgerald, Curtis Samuel, I have to put one in. And, I, and I'm really on the fence about both of them because I think that they're going to pass a lot in Arizona, but yet I hear a lot about Curtis Samuel, and I like him just personally. That's my, my big deal. Uh, if you disagree on the defense or the, or the tight end start, um, help me out. But mainly, Curtis Samuel, Larry Fitzgerald, thanks a lot, boys. I appreciate it. I mean, the thing with Eifert is, you know, he could he could have a good game just based on the, you know, opportunity that he's going to get without A.J. Green there. Um, I, I give you a tight end flyer that I kind of like in the same game, Will Disley. Uh, I know D.K. Metcalf is healthy. He's going to play, but uh, I still think Disley can end up being the second-best fantasy option in the passing game behind Tyler Lockett. So if you want to take that type of risk, I, I don't know if there really is one because Tyler Eifert, you know, when he plays, he's he's good, but – you know, we just don't know how he'll, you know, bounce back from all the injuries that he suffered and, and what his role exactly will be. Uh, I like Samuel slightly better just because I think you're going to see a lot of receivers in play for the Cardinals. At least that's the thought. You know, they kept a lot of guys on the roster. Um, you know, whether it's just going to, you know, kind of get pared down because the regular season's here and you're going to see Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk and, and Keyshawn Johnson probably as their top three. Uh, that certainly could be the case. I don't think there's really a, I don't really have a strong lean one way or the other because I don't know how this Cardinals offense is going to look. Uh, I would personally start Curtis Samuel because I think there's a higher ceiling for him. Okay, back to the phone. Scott in Pittsburgh. Uh, Scott, you're an eye on fantasy football. Hey, guys, I'm in a 12-team standard league, and I have Zeke and I have Pollard as a handcuff. And I'm wondering if I should hold on to Pollard or should I go to the wire and pick up, like, a gun Bawale as a flyer? Pollard for me. Yeah, I would stick with Pollard, too, for a couple reasons. One, I think, you know, he's going to – first off, for this week, I think you're going to end up, you know, potentially consider using him if you had to. Um, the other part of it is if something happens to Zika Elliott, you're talking about the best ad you could find. He'll be the biggest lottery ticket winner in, in fantasy most likely. Think so, of James Conner, right? Um, could be, it could be that – well, you know, I mean, that was obviously a different circumstance. I was thinking, like, injury. Related. Yeah, but you know, it's, I'm just of, saying the impact he could have. Sure. Damien Williams, you know, same thing. You know, yeah. that type of, of scenario of a uh, guy gets, you know, uh, misses time and the backup steps up and is great. We've, we've talked about it for years for fantasy. It always happens. So, um, in this case, I just don't think there's a there's, – it's not a slam dunk to go get a Goomba because we just don't know how good it will be. All right, let's do rapid fire now. 
212-4227. Give us a call. Lori in Bakersfield. Lori, go. Uh, full PPR, D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Moore, or Latavius Murray? D.D. Westbrook. Thank you, Lori. Caleb in Pennsylvania. Caleb, go. So I need uh, to pick three out of these four, and one of them has to be a wide receiver, uh, half PPR. Got T.Y. Hilton, D.J. Moore, Duke Johnson, and Philip Lindsay. Need three out of those four, and one has to be a wide receiver. I'd probably bench T.Y. Hilton there. Why are you going DJ Moore over Hilton, huh? Yeah. All right, 855-212-4227. Todd in Texas. Todd, go. Yeah, flex, 10-man league, standard format. Will Fuller, Philip Lindsay, Marlon Mack, or Jordan Howard? Philip Lindsay. You like Philip Lindsay a lot. I do. I think the you know game script will be you know it'll be a competitive game, so I think we'll get an opportunity to get a ton of touches. And I don't buy into this Raiders defense all of a sudden morphing into a great great unit yet. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We have Matt in West Virginia. Matt, you're on Ion Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. Uh, PPR League, I got Robbie Anderson. I know he's not 100% this week. Do I play Marvin Jones over him? Yes. Yeah, there you go. And Dean in Connecticut. Dean, you got a flex. What's up? Hey, how you doing, Adam, Jamie, Dave Heath? You guys are the best. Thank you. Thank you, Dean. You're the best. PPR League, <sighs> I need a flex. With the caveat sidebar, Adam, that I have Stefan Diggs, so if one of these guys should replace him, I'll do that. But it's really for the flex, but I'm not sure about Diggs. The guys are James White, Duke Johnson Jr., D.D. Westbrook, LaShawn McCoy, Will Fuller, Tyrell Williams, and Dante Pettis. I mean, I expect Diggs to play, so you know, you'll know probably be fine with him. But if you need a replacement, I think Duke Johnson would be the guy I would lean toward. Um, you know, I expect him to get uh, a healthy amount of touches, especially if they're chasing points, which would probably be the case playing in New Orleans in a primetime game. So I like the setup for him. A lot of good players there, though. Yeah, really good roster. Yeah, all right. Good good job. Uh, Philip in Richmond. Philip, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football. By the way, the number, 855-212-4227. Give us a call. We have a few minutes left in this hour, and then we have another hour after that. Philip, what's going on? Uh, who to start, uh, Jarvis Landry or Chris Godwin? Uh, it's not close for me. I think Chris Godwin goes off, absolutely goes off. Now, here's one. If you were to say Chris Godwin or Antonio Brown, you want to talk about a Bucks receiver versus Antonio Brown for the season, I will still take Chris Godwin. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah, I know. I figured that was kind of the range where you had Antonio Brown at this point. Lewis in Connecticut. You're on Ion Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. Um, how are you guys doing? Quick question uh, for the flags. I'm a who to put Westbrook, Ridley, uh, Juice, or T. Williams, or Justin Jackson. Uh, I'd probably go Westbrook there. You know, I mean, Justin Jackson could be good, but I, I think Westbrook probably makes the most sense just, again, given what his role should be as a number one receiver. We'll please. find out what Marquise Lee is going to do, but I think um, Westbrook is the best bet. Yeah, please, D.D. Westbrook, have a good game. We have recommended him so highly. Please have a good game. Keith in New Jersey. Well, it could be a lot of people running to the waiver wire to get Marquise Hello? Lee on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Seems like a Hello? stretch. Yeah, hey, Keith, what's up? Yeah, PPR Flex, Kevin Coleman or Marvin Jones? I go I go Coleman. I, I just think, you know, you, you take the guaranteed touches. Marvin Jones could be really good. Um, again, the, the secondary is beat up for the Cardinals, but I, I still think Tevin Coleman against the Bucks, especially if they're missing some guys, could be great. Matt in Houston. Matt, go. Hey, I got three guys. I need to play two of them. I have Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, and T. Williams. Which two should I pick? 
yeah, I'm not going to put Tyrell Williams over those two guys yet. You know, even though you're you're stacking the Rams, uh, could still be a great situation. You know, we we haven't seen what the offense looks like. You know, in in a few weeks, few excuse me, a few months uh, since the Super Bowl. But you know, getting Cooper Cup back and and Brandon Cooks, I think both guys should be fine. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Joe in Philly. Joe, go. Hey guys, uh, grade the trade. Um, Damian Williams for Antonio Brown in the standard league. Mm, that's interesting. That's uh, I, I like that. I'd rather have Antonio Brown there. So I'll say if you're getting Brown his name. Yeah, I'll give it a B. Awesome. It's not it's not a runaway, but that's a good trade. Eric in New York. Eric, go. Hey guys, uh Dak, Jimmy G or Stafford or Delaney Walker or Kyle Rudolph. Thanks, guys. Delaney Walker easily. Quarterback's a little bit tougher. Um I, I have Dak ranked higher than Garoppolo, but it would not be a shock to me to see Garoppolo pay better just because the Giants tend to give up rushing production against the Cowboys more so than they do pass production, especially in the first meeting for Dak against the Giants every year. But mm-hmm. uh, I think Dak having all his weapons at his disposal makes it a little bit safer with him. Yeah. Our number one under our belt, Jamie. How, how'd you feel? I feel like uh, Antonio Brown. Ready to move on. <laughs> Which is, oh, good, good. And running around your backyard without a shirt on. Put your shirt on, Jamie. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for your phone calls. We got another hour coming up. 855-212-4227. Yes, in case you haven't heard, Antonio Brown is on the Patriots, but he's not even playing week one. So we don't have to talk about that. We can answer all of your start and sit questions. You got to trade. Whatever you want to talk about, you give us a call. We tell you what to do. We'll tell you about which games we're excited about and who's got something to prove in week one. Stay tuned. Hour number two of Ion Fantasy Football is coming right up. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio's Eye on Fantasy Football. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio's Eye on Fantasy Football. Welcome to hour number two of Eye on Fantasy Football. What's going on, everybody? We are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. And we're here to help you out with your fantasy teams. Yeah, Antonio Brown, blah, 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 whatever. Hot take, though, from Jamie. It's a spicy take, I'd say. I don't know if it's super hot. Uh, He thinks Julian Edelman's better than Antonio Brown. Isn't that right? In PPR, yes. In non-PPR? No. In half PPR? No. Half PPR is always tough. Like, What a pain in the butt. I, like, It's my favorite format. But when you have to give answers in half PPR, it's kind of a pain in the butt, I think. It's because you always like difficult things. Uh, I do, but, you know, people are half PPR, this guy or this guy. I'm like, oh, just just ask me PPR or standard. I'll feel so much better about it. Well, anyway, welcome to the show if you're just tuning in. 855-212-4CBS. That's our phone number. 855-212-4227. We have a full board of calls, and we will get to you. But, Jamie, I want to know, Sunday, first Sunday of the year, what storylines are you really interested in tomorrow? In terms of the actual on-field play? Yeah, I mean the fantasy implications. Like what are you really looking at? That oh, might, uh, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I want to see you know, if Sean McVay's words are accurate, that he's going to have his usual workload. That's the first and foremost for me. Um, the Kansas City backfield to see how they're going to use both Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy if McCoy, in fact, is going to play, which is what I expect. Um I want to see, you know, some of the things that we've been looking, you know, the Tampa Bay backfield, you know, yep. see how that's going to unfold. The, the, the Niners backfield. That game, to me, I'm circling. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think. The second receiver for Pittsburgh. 
you know, mm-hmm. see if it's going to, you know, actually be Dante, Dante Moncrief for the entire game, you know, in terms of just the, the, the targets, you know, it's, I, I think, you know, we, we, we got a good indication of the Packers receivers, you know, for example, on, on Thursday that it's Valdez Scanling as the second guy. Will it be Moncrief as the second guy? Um, there, there's a lot, you know, uh, the, the Panthers receivers will Curtis Samuel, you know, get some of the hype or, you know, perform like some of the hype he got, um, the, the Ravens receiving core, you know, uh, that one. Um, I, when you asked, you, you, I know you, you messaged me this uh, during the break. The first thing that came to mind was um, pre before the game. Will, will Adrian Peterson be inactive? Mm. You know, will that allow both, uh, I you know Darius Geis and Chris Thompson to get the majority of touches there, which I think will be the case anyway. But uh, even if Peterson is active, I still think though if he's inactive, that's a big boost for their rest of season value. Okay, and. Yeah, don't don't make too much of week one. We already told you, and I don't think anybody's panicking about the Packers, but I'm going to tell you a player. I'm going to give you his week one stat line last year. Let's just see if you can guess. He was very good rest of the season. He had one catch for six yards on six targets. Any idea who I might be talking about week one last year? Could be anybody. I don't know. Uh, okay, he's in the AFC West. Keenan Allen? Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> one catch yeah. for six yards. Against the Chargers, who had Derwin James at the time, and we didn't know how great Derwin James was going to be. Okay, so uh, let's hear from the callers at 855-212-4227. We go to Paul in Louisiana. What's up, Paul? Uh, pick two for me. Woods, Galladay, Fuller, and Golf or Rivers? Got to go by. <laughs> um, I would probably do a little Ram stack there with Kenny Galladay. Oh, wait, wait. Woods, Goff, Woods, Galladay. Goff, Galladay. Okay. Oh, tricky way to answer that question, sir. Woods, Goff, Galladay. Uh, 855-212-4227. Tristan in Nashville. Tristan, you're on Ion Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. Um, Two-parter, both short. One, grade the trade. I just traded Josh Gordon for Alshon. I feel pretty good about it. And then two, I'm trying to work out a two-for-one because I have too many people on my bench. But if I need to drop one of John Brown, Ronald Jones, or Alexander Madison, who goes? Thanks. Man, uh, that's a tough one in terms of who to drop. I think the grit, the the trade is a C. I I still wouldn't surprise me if Josh Gordon's better than Alshon. Um, uh, who would you drop? All right, I, so we're looking at John Brown, Ronald Jones, and and Madison. I I think you know the. It's funny because if. if if I'm looking at it, the first guy I would pick up would be John Brown. But if you have a stacked receiving core, you know, who knows if he plays. I would hate to drop Ronald Jones just in the chance that he comes out and has a fantastic game. So it's probably Alexander Madison. But what I would try to do maybe is, is see if you could trade Madison to the Vikings owner, do a two-for-one, and see if you can get back something, you know, even just along the lines of a John Brown in return. I always struggle. I always struggle when, when people ask if they should drop handcuffs. And even if it's not their handcuff, you know, let's just say number two running backs. Because you just, you know, that guy could could be a league winner, or he could be completely useless. But I, I, think, I don't I think usually we, roster that many of them. I know? think what we end up seeing a lot of times is players like Madison, players like Pollard, Darwin Thompson, Justice Hill, you know, throw whoever you want in there. That's a guy that's not guaranteed a lot of touches right away. Is they get dropped after they get drafted, and then it's typically the rush to pick that guy back up again if there's an injury. But it's just so hard to carry those guys when you have to make roster moves. And in in the case of, you know, the like you said, it, it it's not necessarily your handcuff. It may be somebody else's handcuff. So you're just kind of, you know, hoping for that lottery ticket. It just sometimes you don't be able to, you're not able to mm-hmm. cash it. Totally. Uh, David Johnson is the best example. You know, he got dropped. Nick Chubb last year. Nick Chubb for sure. 
for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I think I'm only willing to hold on to a guy if I feel very confident that if the starting running back on that team gets hurt, that this guy's going to be really good. And I'm pretty confident in that in Madison. I'm really not, and I, I feel like I'm in the minority here, Jamie, but I'm really not with Justice Hill. I actually think Gus Edwards gets a bigger boost than Hill. Like, he'll get a boost, but I just don't see them, like, turning the offense over to Justice Hill if, if Ingram were to get hurt. Yeah, no, I, I, I could see it. Um, I, I think, though, there's also a better chance of Justice Hill playing before Gus Edwards, you know, in tandem with Mark Ingram. Yes, so, like, you know, like Hill is more, more valuable now. But yeah. I don't think he gets the boost that Madison or Pollard would get if the starter gets hurt. Uh, potentially. You know, it's hard to say. It could be a situation where, uh, you know, he's the better of the two, even though he's not getting the, the lead carries. Mm-hmm. Just because he's really fast, really good, and could get a lot of catches. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. 855-212-4227. Uh, Darius is in St. Louis. He's got a QB question. Hey, Darius. What's going on, guys? Good to hear you back again on the radio. Um, Thank you. Quarterback question. Uh, do I start Kirk Cousins at home versus the Falcons or Josh Allen on the road uh, at the Jets? Appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah, I, I'd go with – Josh Allen, um, I, I may be in the minority there just because I, I, I think, look, um, Cousins at home could be good. Obviously, the receiving core is great. Uh, but I, I've seen Kirk Cousins in big spots before. Not to say this is a big spot, but it's a good team. You know, a lot of people are going to look at the Falcons' defense and say, wow, they were so miserable last year. That's not the case. They had so many guys that were banged up, specifically their two best guys in Deion Jones and Keanu Neal. So I think they're going to make things tough on this Vikings offense. Um I think conversely, Josh Allen, you know, the, the pass rush and or not maybe not the pass rush, but the front seven for uh, the, the the front defensive line for the Jets is going to be great. But I think Allen can exploit the secondary a little bit with, uh, you know, what they're dealing with in terms of some injuries and inexperience. So I, I like Josh Allen's spot a little bit better. Let's go to Benjamin in Toronto. Benjamin, you're on Ion Fantasy Football. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, two really quick questions. Number one, in my flex. As a standard league, should I go Sony Michelle or Kenny Galladay? And then uh, the other question is in a half PPR, should I fade Robbie Anderson, assuming he plays for Deshaun Jackson or Dante Moncrief, either of those two? Yeah, I like Deshaun Jackson this week. I think it's a, a good setup for him. Um, you know, if you buy into the revenge game narrative, you know, he, he did once upon a time play for Washington. Um Plus, you know, it's always a chance to, you know, show off the shiny new toy if you get a chance to in a home game. So I like that setup, too. Uh, the first part of the question was what I forgot. Sony Michelle or Galladay, non-PPR? Uh, Michelle, for sure. I'm really into that Deshaun Jackson revenge game storyline. Like, I, I don't own him in any leagues, but I do think I need to get him in a DFS lineup or two or three. I'm into it. I could see it. A lot of upside there. Sure. Greg in Houston. Greg, what's going on? You're on Eye on Fantasy Football. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up? Hey, I- Oh, right. In the PPR league, just honestly for depth, would you drop Portland Sutton for um, Daniel Pettis? Or um, would you pick up the Chargers defense? Because um, I have uh, the Jaguars on against KC. I can also drop Daryl Henderson, uh, and I'm the non daily owner. I wouldn't drop Daryl Henderson. Um okay. I, I keep the Jaguars. Deep. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jaguars get some sacks on Patrick Mahomes and maybe a turnover or two. You know, I, I think it's going to be not a great Patrick Mahomes game. You know, they, they did a decent job against him last year. Granted, he still threw for 300 yards. He ran for a score, but it was his worst game statistically, you know, just given his fantasy production. 
So I think this defense is actually going to be better, uh, especially in their building. So uh, if you don't want to make a transaction, you know, and, and it seems like you have a lot of good players there, then I think, you you know, you just keep, keep the Jaguars and, and see what happens. The, the thing about the Chargers is, you know, they without Derwin James, I don't think the defense is as good. So let's talk about this Chiefs-Jaguars game and what do you expect? Because I last week, a week ago, somebody called and said, would you start Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes? And I said, yes, I would. And I've been sick about it all week. Um, but because he threw for over 300 yards against the Jaguars. He just he had an interception. He had a rushing touchdown. He had, I think, 12 or 15 fantasy points. 15. It was his worst game of the season. I love the fact that it's in Jackson for the Jaguars defense. I love that it's in Jacksonville. I love that it's week one. I love that they're hopeful right now. You know, like you're not beating up on a team late in the year. That's got nothing to play for. Like Derrick Henry did uh, when he rushed for 200 something yards. Um, I'm nervous about my chiefs. I wouldn't sit Mahomes unless I had like a, like one or of three guys maybe, but, uh, but what your overall take on that game and what you expect? I mean, I, you know, Adam, I have them, and I've had it all week long, back-to-back Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes with Mahomes one spot ahead just because the upside for him is still, I think, a little bit better if things go well, but the matchup is in Lamar Jackson's favor. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think everything you said is accurate. It's it's going to be, I, I think, a little bit of a tough sled, tough sledding for the Chiefs guys. You know, Kelsey went for 100 against them. I think that's still a spot that he wins. Uh, Tyree Kill against Jalen Ramsey, you know, they'll, they'll be creative to get him the ball in space, so he'll escape Ramsey a little bit. I think, you know, what you got from him in that game last year, which was uh, about 80 total yards is, is safe, you know, 60 receiving yards, 20 rushing yards. They'll, like I said, they'll, they'll be creative with it. Um, you know, Mahomes, if, if you say 300 yards, that means he's, he's done enough to give himself the chance to find the end zone, so I think he'll still find two touchdowns. But I also think, like I said, I think it could be 300, two and two. You know, I think they can turn them over a little bit. This is going to be a better Jaguars defense than it was last year and maybe better than it was two years ago, which is saying a lot. You know, adding Josh Allen, you know, having, I think, a better year from Ngakwe, uh, Calais Campbell, That those are three very good pass rushers. Uh, you know, Miles Jack, I think, will have a better year. I, I think some of the guys in the secondary as well. So I, I think it's going to be a nasty unit that's going to make things tough on a Chiefs offensive line that's still down some people from a year ago. Okay, before we go to break, <laughs> I get very nervous saying sit Patrick Mahomes for anyone. What's one fantasy call that you're making this week that you're really nervous about? Oh, wow. Uh, sit Kyler Murray. You're nervous about that? Yeah, I, I could see him come out and play well just because we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, logic would say no just because, again, they're down a, a lineman and, you know, they're they're facing a really good defensive front. But they're in their building, and, you know, it's it's uh, it's something that we just don't – there's going to be a wild card that we don't see. Yeah, and you know what? For me, it's actually starting Tevin Coleman. I'm starting him everywhere. I recommended, I recommended Coleman to so many people. I need him to come through. Please, Tevin Coleman, come through. All right. We're going to come through for you in our final 45 minutes of Ion Fantasy Football. 855-212-4227. Give us a call. We'll be right back to answer your questions. We're coming right back with more Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio's Eye on Fantasy Football. All right, you got some questions? We'll help you out here on Eye on Fantasy Football. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are live until midnight Eastern. Two segments left. I'm Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg. We are of CBSSports.com. Make sure you check out our coverage all day tomorrow. Uh, fantasy football today, three hours of it. Video streaming on CBSSports.com on HQ uh, before kickoff. Three hours of coverage to help you set your lineup. 
And we're going to take your phone calls here. we got a full board of calls, so let's, uh, let's free up some phone lines here. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. We go to Orlando. Francisco is on the line. What's up, Francisco? Hey, what's up, guys? Big fan. Thank you. Uh, I got two two quick questions. Uh, for a wide receiver three position, I, I'm already starting Tyreek Hill and Chris Godwin. I have to pick one from Sammy Watkins, Robbie Anderson, or Michael Gallup. And for the other question, it would be a, for a full point PPR, also flex position, one from Justice Hill, Matt Breida, and Justin Jackson. Yeah, I'd go with Robbie Anderson at the receiver spot. Um, you know, don't really love all all the options you have there, but I think you know just take the upside play with him. Uh, hopefully, you know he does what he did against Buffalo in one of the meetings last year where he scored. Uh, it's a tough call between Breida and Justin Jackson. I I, I think I give the slight nod to Breida just given the matchup and what I know his role is going to be as opposed to what I expect Justin Jackson's role to be. Mm-hmm. We have our fourteen team PPR podcast league. Jamie took Matt Breida a couple rounds after I took. Tevin Coleman, I'm very concerned that Jamie's going to have a better player. I love that team. <laughs> I like my team, too. But if Tevin Coleman's bad, I don't like my team. Uh, Rob's in Minnesota. Rob, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. How's it going? First time listening. All your emergency podcasts paid off. Um, oh, nice. Deeper. PPR, um, who do you like most week one and then rest of the season? I got Deshaun Hamilton, Albert Wilson, Jameson Crowder, and then it looks like Devontae Parker is the best guy on waivers. Oh, Crowder. Um, you know, there's... Uh... There's a good, you know, example of what Adam Gase likes to do with his slot receivers. Now, granted, a lot of that was Jarvis Landry being the best receiver in Miami, but during his three years there, no team threw the ball to the slot more than the Dolphins did. Let's go to Allen. Oh, it's Allen in Philadelphia. He's our boy. What's up, Allen? <laughs> What's up, Adam? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good to hear your voice, Dave. Thank you. Uh, and again, uh, Jamie, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, special thanks to Dave and uh, Heath, too, because you could work you guys have done the preseason to put us in a great place is uh, much, much appreciated. So thank you. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate uh, happy to help. I got a, a quick trade question. Uh, I guess the time to make a trade is before there's any date on the players. Full point PPR. I'm heavy at wide receiver. The guy who is heavy at running back has offered me Fournette, Fournette for uh, Tyler Lockett. Would you make the trade? I mean, yeah. If you're heavy at wide receiver, it's easy. But I, I think just in a vacuum, absolutely. I think Fournette could – be a top five running back this year i think he could lead the nfl in rushing yards i mean things that's how uh that that's the type of ceiling he has if he stays healthy yeah we're we're big four net people here at cbs um we love his opportunity he there's nobody competing for touches so he's going to be a touch monster if you own four net are you handcuffing him no i i don't think that Rock Armstead or whoever else they have on uh, on the roster right now is going to step in and, and get the same level of touches. And they showed us last year that they're not afraid to go get somebody if they need someone. You know, they made the trade for Carlos Hyde. It was a bad trade. Oh, but, wish. I mean, still, though, that's the mindset of what uh, the Jaguars, I think, will be. If Fournette, you know, has an injury situation, you know, uh, one name that would pop to, into my head right now would be Peterson, you know, with uh, with, with Washington, if, in fact, he's, he's still on the team. How about the, Melvin Gordon? The, uh, that would be a little bit more um, little, uh, of a blockbuster. Yeah, a little but, bit. But uh, I, I think that they'll, they'll if they need to help in that backfield, they'll go make a move more so than necessarily trust the guys that are there. Jason in Cleveland, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football. What's up, Jason? 
Hey, uh, need a flex for this week. It's Will Blinzey or Alshon Jeffrey. And which tight end do you like going forth for the rest of the year? Delaney Walker or Evan Ingram? Thank you, guys. Uh, Evan Ingram by far. Uh, I, I think he could, you know, challenge to be top two, top three, maybe even number one if things go right for him in terms of the tight end spot. So I love Evan Ingram this season. Um, the first part of the question was... Philip Lindsay or Alshon Jeffrey? Yeah, Lindsay for me. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Oh, it's Pat in Ohio. What's up, Pat in Ohio? What is up, fellas? What is up? Hello, it's me. Pat from Ohio. I want to thank you for letting me and to the listeners for the People Podcast League. Hello from the east side. I must have called a thousand times to tell you I tried drafting a lot of Carlos Hyde. Redemption. When I call, I feel like I'm never going to make it. But then we talk great advice. I'm always going to take it. Running, going, running back, running back, running back, running back. My draft is heading for disaster. My mind says no, but my heart is talking faster. Ah, fantasy football today. Here we go again. If I go RB crazy, then can I still call on Super Cam? If he's alive and well, will Samuel, will Curtis Samuel be there with the lending hand? For Dave's campaign, stop. What's that sound? Some more of Antonio Brown's antics going down. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was an Oakland tight end, then I would be a waller. Cam <laughs> Newton or Demar Jackson? Action. Later, Gator. Hurricane. Gotta go. Have a lovely evening. Nice. Nice. All that for a quarterback question. That is wonderful. Cam or Lamar Jackson? I mean, that's not even a question. Yeah, it is. That's not a question. You go Lamar, baby. Oh, I'm going Cam. I'm it's going a, it's, Cam. It's, it's a good opportunity for both guys, but I'll take the team playing the Dolphins. Like, seriously, if Lamar Jackson does not have a good game, mm-hmm. what, what are, what's your reaction? Because we've been pretty high on him. I mean, it, it's, it depends on how it unfolds. You know, does he fumble the ball over the place? Does he, you know, throw for under 150 yards and, you know, just completely vomits all over himself, then, yeah, I'd be a little bit concerned. But if it's, you know, I could see a scenario where uh, he has 230 passing yards, 60 rushing yards, doesn't score. Yeah, I guess so. That would be you bad. Know, it would be awful. That would but, be bad. I mean, that that's the kind of game I think that it could be if you're talking about a worst-case scenario because the defense maybe has a – a touchdown and and potentially you know they get in the red zone and it's Mark Ingram or Justice Hill or Gus Edwards or somebody else punching it in. Uh so yeah, that that's the type of bad game that I don't think I'd panic about. 855-212-4227. Chris is in Oklahoma City. You're on Ion Fantasy Football, Chris. Uh yeah, uh 14 team full PPR. Um I think I tried to go zero RB poorly, so I have Montgomery, Latavius Murray, Duke Johnson, Chase Edmonds, Devin Singletary, and uh, Mike Davis. Uh, now I'm, I was pretty happy with it, but now I'm worried about Montgomery. If that's poorly, then I don't know what doing it the right way is because you got guys in, in terms of uh, Montgomery and Duke Johnson that a lot of people would love to start. Don't play the results after week one and one game that Montgomery's going to be bad. So I, I, I think you're fine. No, Montgomery's going to be good. I, this is a great buy-low opportunity on David Montgomery. He's good. He's talented. 
and I think they realized they got to run the ball a little bit more. It was ridiculous. They the way they, they treated the that game like they were down forty points as yeah. opposed to down four. It was just so it strange. Was weird. It was weird. Yeah. So I, I like I like the prospects for Montgomery. It's very rare that a running back in week one, a rookie running back just gets a bunch of work unless he's a first-round pick or something like that, you know, in the NFL draft. So, uh, all right, so we got a lot more to come here. we got another half hour of the show. we got more of your questions, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. We're getting ready for week one of the fantasy football and NFL season. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio's Eye on Fantasy Football. How do you expect me to not do the doot-doot-doots? When I hear that song, it's just so contagious, everybody, but I'm not going to do it. Self-restraint now. I've grown up a lot as a person. I don't sing as much as I used to. People hated it. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe they, they kind of liked it, but they were like, you suck. So I don't know. So I stopped doing it. I got embarrassed, Jamie. People shamed me out of singing on the air. Can you believe that? Uh, Thankfully. Yeah, I do. I do. You were going to say that. You were one of the people. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back to Ion Fantasy Football. One more segment, and then the huge show is taken over. Uh, beginning at midnight Eastern here on CBS Sports Radio. Jamie, let's get a week one bold prediction. Lamar Jackson will be a top three quarterback for week number one. Okay, give me a stat line. Uh, I'll go back to what I said before. 230 passing yards, two touchdowns, 60 rushing yards, one touchdown. That's a lot of fantasy points. Let's go. That's over 30. That's a big one. That's a big game. Okay, here's my bold prediction. DK Metcalf, 80 yards and a touchdown. And he is the most added player in CBS, in CBS Sports Leagues in week two. Um, it's going to be hard for him to do that because he's already at 50%, 58%. It'll be 100. Um, that would help in our bet. Is our bet again? Oh, yeah, for me. Yeah, my our bet is that DK Metcalf scores more touchdowns than Tyler Lockett, right? That's right. When they're both healthy, when they're both playing. Um, when they're both playing. Yes. Sure. Okay, enough about us. We've got about 14 minutes. I want at least 20 phone calls. Rapid fire. Let's do it. 855-212-4227. Spencer in Atlanta, get it started. By talking right now. Spencer in Atlanta. There he is. All right. We're behind pace here. Go ahead. All right. Great. Uh, need some help, uh, pick one um, out of Watkins, Gordon, Fuller, and then pick one out of Breida and Latavius Murray. One point PPR. Thank you. I'd go with uh, Gordon at the receiver spot, and then it was Breida and Latavius. Mm-hmm. I'd go yep. Latavius. All right, that's one call. Michael in Baltimore. Michael, go. Yes, question will come real quickly. First of all, I'm so excited to see A.V. tomorrow night with Robert Kraft. In the big box, all all over the TV, and seeing what shoes, seeing what they're going to be doing, to be exciting. But this is my question. <laughs> so we're going to be so fun tomorrow to see that, see Pittsburgh. Um, so where do you have Tom Brady for the rest of the year? Possibly the three of the best wide receivers of all time. I'm stopped there. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, top ten. You know, I I think this is still going to be a team that wants to run the ball. Um, you know, he's going to be great. But uh, I I don't know I don't want to overvalue him just because they got Antonio Brown. Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven Ben in New Jersey Ben go. Hey guys, um, so drafted Jordan Reed in my twelve team half PPR league. Uh, picked up Hawkinson when I found out that Reed was out. 
So just wondering if any of these waiver wire options would be better for week one or for rest of the season. So Kyle Rudolph, Vernon Davis, Jack Doyle, Jason Winton, Eric Ebron, Will Disley, Gasecki, or Jimmy Graham, who played this week, but more of a rest of the season question. I mean, I like the guy you got in Hawkinson. You know, I, I'm excited to see what he's going to do uh, in a real game. I, I, I was pleasantly surprised in that third preseason game that he got five targets on the drive with Safford, came down with four. I think it was, oh, sorry, four targets, three catches. Um, I think he's going to be a key contributor. You know, if you want to make the pivot to Jimmy Graham after what we saw, just keep in mind it was three catches for 30 yards, and if he doesn't score, uh, you're looking at a, a very miserable line for Jimmy Graham. So, um, it's also against the Bears, so factor that in as well. But I, I think you should be fine with Hawkinson, and if he has a good game, you stick with him. You'd rather have Hawkinson than Ebron? I would. Okay. Ben, thanks for the phone call. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Jason in Pennsylvania. Jason, you're on eye on fantasy football. Hey, guys. I have three guys, and I just need one for my flex. Um, it's a full-point PPR. Chris Thompson, Devin Singletary, or Darren Waller? I probably would go with Chris Thompson. You know, I think it's a good spot for him in a game where they're probably chasing points against the Eagles, and, you know, especially if Adrian Peterson's inactive. If you want to kind of see what happens tomorrow, if, if Peterson's active, maybe you pivot to Waller, but uh, I think Thompson's in a better spot. Remember, he, he's gotten off to a great start each of the last two seasons. Last year he was amazing in week one, so could be really good for him. I mean, if he's in a, a good spot for him because they're going to be chasing points, then Chris Thompson's in a good spot all season. And if he stays healthy. He's 40, yeah, and he's 46% owned. He should be owned in PPR leagues. They're going to lose their first three games by a million points. Philadelphia, Dallas, and Chicago. All right, let's go back to the Only phones. a million? <laughs> At least. Thomas in New Hampshire. Thomas, go. Yo, so um, standard league, I got Tom Brady, Matt Ryan. Who do I go with? Oh, Tom Brady. Uh, Matt Ryan does not have a good track record against Minnesota, at least recent track record against Minnesota, and that's a good defense that he's playing on the road. Yeah, real tough spot at Minnesota. Josh in Dallas. Josh, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. Um, I don't know what the guy earlier with zero RB uh, drafting was complaining about because I also went zero RB, and I have to play one of these guys in a PPR, one-point PPR. Peyton Barber, Justin Jackson, Chris Thompson, and Jalen Richard. This is zero RB. Yeah, but even yeah. you have a couple of decent options there. Yeah, but no, the other guy was in a better spot. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, it comes down to Thompson or Jackson for me. Uh, I probably would lean toward Jackson still just because, again, I think uh, home favorite in, in a game where he should get, you know, at least 40% of the touches. And, you know, you never know with Chris Thompson just because Darius Geis is in a much better situation. Or uh, Darius Geis is a much better talent than what Adrian Peterson was a year ago. At least that's I would view it. So I'd probably lean toward Jackson. 855-212-4227. Raymond in Texas. Raymond, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football. Yes. My question is to you is, how many yards does Ezekiel Elliott get this year for the Dallas Cowboys? Um, I would say probably 1,700 rushing. Wow. How many touchdowns? 12. Oh, that's what I was going to say. 12. Yeah. Is that good enough for you? I'm assuming you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan, and I say Ezekiel Elliott gets over 2,000 yards. Rushing? Rushing. You going to break the record? He could. I don't. Oh, it's a very good possibility. He's in real good shape. He's yeah. He's been training real hard. 
Yeah, man, Cabo Cabo's good for him. I, look, if if anyone can do it, it's him because he's probably going to lead the league in carries. He or Leonard Fournette. So uh, yeah, I, I'll take seventeen hundred and twelve though, plus the receiving yards. That wouldn't be so bad. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Too bad he's going to be only one though. Vaughn in Phoenix. <laughs> Vaughn, Vaughn, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football. Hey, Adam, Jamie, thanks for taking the call, guys. Love the show. Thank you. I just wanted to ask, uh, what do you guys think about Josh Gordon's rest of the season outlook and Sony Michelle with the AP News? I mean, Gordon goes from a you know a borderline starter to a, a three number three receiver. Uh, I still think there'll be some good moments for him. Um, you could start him this week against Pittsburgh because Brown's not going to play. It's just clearly he's the biggest loser in all of this, just given the fact that now – there's a better outside receiver on the field with him. I still think Edelman is going to be fine just because of the role that he plays. But, you know, touchdown opportunities should favor Antonio Brown. The one thing that I, I you know, I, I kind of lean toward is that, you know, Tom Brady seems to have uh, uh, a, a want to make Josh Gordon successful, you know, whether it's just because of his off-field situation or just because he likes him or he likes playing with him. So I, I, I think it's still going to be some games where Josh Gordon's the best receiver for, for New England. So he's not a drop candidate. Don't, don't do anything rash and cut him. Um, and Sonny Michel, look, he should benefit. How are you going to defend this team? You know, it, there's just so many options they could throw at you, and he's going to have the chance to, you know, build off what he did in the playoffs when he was just awesome. Robbie in Connecticut. Robbie, you're on eye on fantasy football. Hi, guys. Um, happy PR League. Who to start? Josh Gordon or Dita Westbrook? Thank you. We've had this this uh, seemingly um, comparison a lot this week. Uh, I, I think D.D. Westbrook's probably just in a little bit better spot. I, I lean Gordon in non-PPR, Westbrook PPR. This is half PPR. I'd probably lean Westbrook then. Okay, 855-212-4227. Steve in Miami. Steve, go. Hey, uh, I have uh, two flex available and uh, decided between uh, Chris Godwin, Josh Gordon, Marlon Mack, and Tyler Boyd. Thanks. Need how many? I go with Godwin and and Boyd Mac. Probably Boyd. Okay. Yeah, those are good options there. Let's go to Mike in New York. Mike in a two QB league. What's up, Mike? Hey, uh twelve team PPR super flex league. Uh, I had Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Jackson Deshaun Watson as keepers, but I drafted Lamar Jackson. Do I start Jackson over either the other two? Not over Watson. But over Watt- Mayfield? Watson's my number one guy, yeah. Yeah, but it's two QB leagues, so he'll go Jackson and, and Watson. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Thank you, Mike. 855-212-4227. Still about five minutes left to get your calls in. Uh, Kale in Columbia. What's going on? Hey, good evening. Hey, good evening, guys. Hey, I got to replace AB this week. Uh, my starting receivers are Alshon and AB. So should I go with Adam Humphreys, Muhammad Sanu? I also have Zay Jones, too. Thank you. Uh... I mean, Humphreys isn't awful. I probably would look at, at Sanu. Um, I'd also go check the waiver wire, see if Marquise Goodwin's available. I'd see if Cole Beasley's available. I think he's going to actually be a decent option if he stays healthy all season. Um, Jameson Crowder? Yeah, Crowder or John Brown. Those are the next two names I was going to say. But if he's in the Humphreys range, then you know it's probably right. a little bit lower than that. But Goodwin will be the first one I'd go look for because he's, uh, he's under 50% owned on our site, so who knows if he's available too. Sure. 855-212-4227. Josh in Chicago. Josh, what's up? Um, half a point per reception and Kenny Galladay or Robert Woods, one of the two. I'd go Woods, uh, but I, I think it's close. You know, Galladay without Patrick Peterson there could be awesome. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But I think anything where you get a, a reward for receptions, it's got to be Woods. 855-212-4227. Keep them coming. Louis, uh, Lewis, excuse me, in Chicago. What's up, Lewis? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, PPR league, uh, tight end position, Jared Cook or the Browns, uh, David Janoku. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Najoku. Um, moving Njoku, forward, yeah, me. no worries. Um, I, I you would know, it doesn't go matter because you're, you're going to start Cook over him. You're going to start Cook. <laughs> I, I think Najoku may end up being somebody that goes in and out of some lineups. You know, especially in a situation like this. But what I would do if I were you is is maybe if you can look at the Jordan Reed owner and see if maybe he'd be willing to make a trade and you could get something else to help you and trade Najoku. All right, let's go to Trey in Fort Worth, Texas. Trey, you're on eye on fantasy football. Yep, I got a uh, PPR league. Tyler Boyd or Chris Godwin in the flex, and I've also got Mark Ingram if that's an option. Wow, I love all three guys. Um, what was the scoring? Half uh, PPR. Oh, Pete, full. Full, yeah. Oh, you gotta go Godwin. 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 Gotta go Godwin. Yeah, those are some good options, though. You're gonna have a good season. Alex in Chicago. Uh, by the way, the number eight five five two one two four two two seven. Alex in Chicago, go. Yeah, Hawkinson or Delaney Walker, half-point PPR. I'd go Walker. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for Hawkinson, but I'm also excited to see Walker back. I think that's going to be the – I think he's going to end up being the best receiving threat for the, the Titans. I don't think that's saying very much, but um, I, I'm just you know hopeful that he can stay healthy for 16 games. And for this week, I lean slightly toward Walker. Robert in Houston. Robert, go. Yes, I'm in a PPR league. Should I start uh, Dennis Guys or Damian Williams from the Kansas City Chiefs? You still got to go Damian Williams. You know, I hate the fact that I'm hesitating on that just because I'm so curious, you know, to see what's going to be with LaShawn McCoy. But I still think Damian Williams will get the majority of touches there and should be fine. 855-212-4227. Michael in Texas. Michael, go. Uh, PPR, Darius Geis, Will Fuller, or Emmanuel Sanders? Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, but it's close to Will Fuller. I think Fuller's going to have uh, a chance for a big game. You know, he's on a on a fast surface in a game where they're probably chasing points, so it could be fun for him. Jordan in Fort Worth. Oh, we have caller number 20 for the segment. Jordan, go. Uh, would you trade Zeke for Saquon half-point PPR? Wow. Uh, <laughs> I would. Rather have Saquon? I'd rather have Saquon. All right, Saquon it is. Novell in Maryland. Novell, go. Uh, I need one. In a PPR league, Alshon Jeffries, Tyrell Williams, Corey Davis, or Pettis. I need one. Let's go Tyrell. Call Tyrell. Call Tyrell. Over call, Alshon, huh? Yeah, like maybe call the Tar Heels too. I, I'm calling – you're a jerk. I'm calling uh, <laughs> I'm calling Alshon on that one. I don't understand why everybody's so down on Alshon. Because he's got a tough matchup against Josh Norman. Okay, play well against he, and Tyrell Williams doesn't have a tough matchup. He's playing the Broncos. Uh, yeah. Uh, Come on. Come on now. Uh, let's see if we can get another one here. Craig in Dallas. Craig, go. Hey, uh, should I start Derrick Henry or Darius Geis my flex? I have them back-to-back, I, and I'm hesitant to have Henry ahead of Geis. That shows you where I feel about that, Craig. But I'd probably still start him. You made your picks for the week? For oh, games? Yeah. Yeah. Got a fun upset? Fun upset. I don't remember him. <laughs> uh, wow, do I have a fun upset? I don't know. I guess I should have been a little bit more prepared for that. Jamie, if you think of one, just shout it out. That's it for Ion Fantasy Football. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. The Saturday Night Huge Show is coming up next here on CBS Sports Radio. 
A lot of thank yous to give out. Thanks to Ryan Hickey and Brian McKeon behind the glass doing a great job. Thanks to Jamie Eisenberg, Darwin Zook on the updates tonight. And of course, thanks to all of you for listening and calling. We really, really appreciate it. And we'll be back every single week until the end of the regular season to help you with your fantasy lineup. So good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Adam Azer. Good luck in week one.